Hello and welcome to the GFSB Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Ravagliate. I'm delighted to say that this third season is our most popular yet. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying listening enough to catch up on past episodes and please click subscribe or follow wherever you're listening from. To spotlight the work that some of our local charities do, each season of the GFSB Business Podcast will feature the leader of a local charity. From organizing fundraising flag days to delivering year-round support, ensuring a charity successful at what it does takes dedication and leadership. Whilst the aim isn't to make a profit and appear shareholders, running a charity is pretty much the same as running a business. This week's guest is Nicole Jones from the EV Foundation. The EV Foundation's mission is to support disadvantaged families whose household income doesn't afford them necessities like food, clothes, rent, utilities, and all sorts of other essentials. Nicole very recently left her full-time position to concentrate on the charity full-time. I met Nicole at the charity's HQ. Nicole, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me about the EV Foundation? The EV Foundation is a charity that I founded back in 2013. Um, well, I actually started working around 2010, but in 2013 is when I put all my focus and heart into it fully. And it's a charity that supports some disadvantaged families whose household income is insufficient to afford basic necessities, such as food, clothing, payment of utilities, and amongst many, many other things. We also support deprived and excluded vulnerable children and adults and families. And we support them by giving them the opportunity to improve their lives. So what are some of the schemes that you run? Well, we offer many, many schemes, and some of them are the EV home scheme, which is helping them with home furniture and things they need to live in a dignified home. We offer the EV food scheme, which is obviously offering them food, the educational program, which is educating them and upskilling them, and that is part of the empowerment scheme that we also have. So what we do is we upskill them back to employment so that they are when given the opportunity, they're able to achieve that job and to work. We also offer another education scheme, which is for mostly for young people and for children. And we pay for after-school activities and lessons. But we also offer night school for adults too. So basically, we have maybe a 40-year-old mom who was never given the chance to, to study in school and we're offering her and many others the opportunities to get educated. We send out a strong message that it doesn't matter if you are 30, 40, 50 or 60. If that is what you want, we'll give you that opportunity. We also have the EV Wellbeing Scheme, which is something very, very important, especially with all the mental illness there is nowadays. And what we do is we have many children and adults attending therapy and it's free of charge to them. And the foundation covers those costs. We also have the rent scheme, which is paying for the rent um, when they cannot afford it. Um, the EV celebration scheme, which is going over any celebrations that children have, such as communions, birthdays, Christmas, confirmations. I think they're left behind already a lot. So when it comes to celebrations, we make sure that they feel special on the day and on the season. We very soon learned that being a provider is not good enough. We don't provide only. We do provide at times, but providing is not the solution. So what we do is we look at long-term solutions. Short-term solution is giving someone food or giving them a bed to sleep in. But what is a long-term solution? So the way I look at it is if somebody comes to me asking me for food, 
the least of my problems and his problem or her problem is the actual food. That is something that we can work on very quickly or almost in minutes. But what is the problem behind? And that is what we do. We do a lot of research into what is causing that problem. Why are you having problems? Why can't you afford food? If you cannot afford food, what else cannot you afford? And that is what we do. And that is, I think that is the beauty of the foundation that we we explore individuals, we get into them, we support them, we, we go through the journey with them. And then we offer so many opportunities for them to, to be able to come out of this problem. And sometimes other charities, what they do is they, they sort your problem and that's it. But what we don't realize, we're not looking at the bigger picture. And that's what we do. We look at the bigger picture. And throughout it, we accompany you. And we only let go when we know you're ready. You've mentioned that you work with families, but how do you identify which families to work with or to support? Well, basically what we do is we assess each situation and we treat each family and individual literally as individuals. We cannot do what we do for one, what we do for the other. We cannot treat everyone the same because everyone's situation is different. So what we do is we do a lot, like I said before, we do a lot of research into people. We get to know their insides and their outs. And what we do is we financially and we socially assess them. After we do that, we then come to a conclusion and we then decide of what is the best way to help them. And it works differently for everyone. What works for one does not work for the other person. So we treat each case as individuals and we come up with a solution for them. So Nicole, you've been doing this now for over a decade if yeah. you think of like when you were doing it before and then 2013. More, yeah. But you just recently took the decision to leave a full-time role and focus on this full-time. Why was that? Well, I was 23 years in the finance sector in, in a gaming company and it got to a point where I couldn't manage two full-time roles and I had to decide. And I think my time was up. Either I left the EV Foundation or I focused only on it. But, and that's what I did. I left my 23-year job to do this, not full-time because I've always done it full-time, but to just focus on this and do this alone. So, Nicole, that's a really brave move that you left the security of a full-time career in established business to ultimately set up a startup charity. What are some of the similarities you think that exist between a business and charity? Well, a charity as big as ours ends up working exactly like any other business out there. We deal with finances, we deal with marketing, advertising, we deal with HR because we not only recruit volunteers, but we also recruit those that we help. We also deal with the IT side of the business. We also need a great deal of experience, knowledge, education and training to make this work, just like any other business. And if you don't have that in business, it wouldn't be sustained. We also a legal structure, a business plan, commitment and provide a service. There are many, many similarities when you compare running a charity with running a business. Many, many. And I'm sure that's something that many of our listeners will relate to. And I'm sure lots of the GFSB members will also relate to that. The GFSB is a non-profit organization that helps local businesses start, grow and thrive. Membership costs as little as £60 per year. Sign up now at gfsb.gi. As a trustee of a local charity myself, I appreciate how much work goes into just keeping the lights on, some of them you've just talked about. What are your biggest challenges right now? 
The biggest challenges we are facing is switching from a volunteer role to a philanthropy career. So our biggest challenge is to educate corporates, donators and investors, and to educate the community that philanthropy exists and that it should be valued and worth paying for. No one does anything for free, so why should we? Our volunteer days are over, and due to the immense need in our community, our work has tripled in size. We are working in a field where we are socially responsible for others' well-being, and this job requires a lot of hard work, with extra working hours, as you know, working on weekends, fundraising and social work hours, and we are also dealing with vulnerability at all times, which creates a lot of stress and distress for us. This has to be valued, and we all deserve to get paid for a job that no one else is willing to do. Simple. How can Gibraltar's business community support the foundation? Well, um, we are now working in the sustainability of the charity, and that is only achieved by employment. Currently, we have three employees, and there is no doubt that with the uncertainty of our future that we are facing, and all the social and welfare problems families are facing nowadays, that we might have to employ more. The more problems we face, the more people we need to do this job. So we need businesses to support through large-scale investment, and that allows us to build up and help more people. So Nicole, you started with an idea to help people. You now lead a charitable organization. As the charity changes and grows, how has your behavior changed with it? Um, I've needed to change a lot about myself. Firstly, by introducing value into the work that I do. Also by believing in myself and believe that we all have the power in us to change someone's life for the better. It's just that some of us decide to use and explore that power and others don't. Also to delegate and to accept that this is not a one-man job and to accept that if I want the success of the charity to continue long-term, then I need to spread out the workload and delegate. And very important, something that I learned last week in a leadership development program that I attended was that in order to be a good leader, you need to take care of yourself and then of others. Nicole, I can imagine this cause is not a nine-to-five venture. Actually, you've, you've, you've said this when we were talking off air. Do you achieve balance? Not really, but I'm heading that way. I am now at that stage where I am looking for that balance, that calmness, structure and focus. I am at that point where the old Nicole is coming back slowly and I hope she's here to stay. My last question is basically what are your hopes for the charity and Gibraltar as a community? My hopes for the charity is that businesses and investors support us. And not only by donations for the services that we provide, but for the other reasons that I have mentioned, to sustain this long term for salaries, for employment. Those are my hopes right now. And for Gibraltar is that more than ever, we need to become one. More than ever, we need to get closer. And more than ever, we need to support each other. We are not here to compete against each other. The contrary, we are here to learn and become more like each other. Thank Brilliant. you. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. So there you have it. Thanks to this week's guest, Nicole Jones, and to you for listening. If you want to get involved with a charity or donate, search for the EV Foundation on Facebook. Hit like, subscribe, so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks once again to the Gibraltar International Bank for sponsoring this initiative, to the team over at the GFSB, and to Matthew Davies for the sound. See you soon.